Welcome to the Georgia Songbirds podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM, Yes Ma'am Music, the uh, Cherokee Music Center, and the uh, live from the Oak House here in Canton. Uh, we are here with Leanne Hutchinson. Yes. Is that right? Okay. You have one of those names. Like, I well, do. Maybe it's not Leanne, so maybe... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'll answer to pretty much anything, and I'm not going to take it offensively if it's said wrong or spelled <laughs> wrong, because it's unusual. Yeah. You know? it's, not, it's not super weird, but it's just enough to kind of make anybody trip over their their words like when they're trying to say my last name or right first name or my married name or whatever well Je- like jesse they spell it like five different ways i'm like it's j-e-s-s-e you know i had an aunt who's i-e that's how the women mm-hmm. spell it and then y every now and then you'll get yeah. that way too but it's it's j-s-s-e jesse james my middle name is james so it's easy to remember that oh perfection yes i mean that uncle jesse on full house <laughs> Man, he right. wouldn't make a good choice with aunt becky there did he uh apparently not <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Becky, I'm disappointed in you. But anyway, my kids watch the Fuller House now. They don't understand all that stuff. I can't. That. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I watched one episode and I was just like, oh, this. Well, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm like the same age as um, Stephanie. Yes. So like, I don't know. It's just weird to see all of them and their stuff. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's just weird growing up and then seeing that mm-hmm. come back around. But. My uh, like I said, they they never they watch some of the old shows now too. They watch the original Full House, but like I said, it's mainly my daughter that loves to watch. I've got Aww. twins that are nine, so they love to watch Fuller House. Oh my God. The boy not so much. Gibson doesn't really care, so he yeah. he's more into uh, Beyblade and I think Yu Gi Oh and uh, what else is he watching? Um, other stuff I can't even think of. That's it. so he cute. Always turned on something. Yep. So Leanne, introduce yourself. Tell us all about you. Well, hello. Um, my name is Leanne Hutchison. I'm from Atlanta. Um, I'm so from Atlanta. I was born in Northside Hospital. So you know, most of us have to let everybody know what hospital if we are actually from Atlanta, because there's a lot of transplants here. But mm-hmm. y'all are welcome. Just don't clog up our roadways too much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, only halfway. But yeah, I, I'm a local musician. I have a music business where I teach preschool music as well. And I love doing that. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter. I am um, running an accountability group for musicians because I got into real estate and realized I was in the wrong business. Learned a lot, <laughs> learned so much awesome stuff. And I'm so grateful for the experience, but it just really kind of helped me to fine tune where my focus was in life. So I've been able to kind of pick up and start playing more music and um, I've got a band, I've got another project that I work um, with a few of the local um, artists around here, Katie Martin and Jeannie Karen. Okay. I don't know if you've met them yet. They're uh, no, I haven't met them. They're awesome. I'm sure that they'll both come up here and play at some point. Um, but we have a, a project called the Georgia Succulents where we sing together and we did a cover of Go to Sleepy Little Baby from uh, oh, The Brother Where Art Thou. I love that. Yeah. I, I, was, I met them and I was like, oh, y'all are so cool. And I think that we would blend well. Do you want to sing this? <laughs> so we, we did. We have a recording of it on YouTube on Katie Martin's channel. If you, you wanted to go Google Katie Martin music, you can find a cover. Acapella, of, um, right? All acapella? Um, it's all acapella. Yeah. It's like the uh, male version of Seven Bridges Road. So the yes. Version. Oh, God, I love that song so much. I grew up singing that song with my yes. dad. Such a good song. I, I sang that with Kurt Lee Wheeler and Trevor Stark, too. I know both of them. Yeah. I, know, I know Kurt better than Trevor. I, don't, I think I met Trevor once, but I know Kurt. Yeah, Kurt's awesome. Um, I, we kind of spontaneously sang it 
the three of us together one time at Mad Life, which is a lot of fun. So I just my band just came from there. We were played Wednesday. Oh I've yeah. got a band called Yes Ma'am. It stands for Middle Aged Men. Yes, I want one of your shirts. Okay, you have I one. love those shirts. They're so awesome. Right. Like I I will I will pimp people's bands or your business if you give me a shirt or you like give me the link to buy it because I, I I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. <laughs> We got that from, uh, I own a pest control company, so I bartered with them. So I decided, okay, I'm going to barter my band shirts, too. So then uh, nice. you and Carrie, you met Carrie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, We yeah. do, um, she's in a group, right? She's in that uh, accountability group. Yes. Which I am part of. Yes. I just haven't been to a, a meeting okay. yet. That's okay. But uh, I'm going to come, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to get everybody together in one place. So mm. that's kind of one of the things that I'm trying to figure out how best to serve the other musicians in, in the Atlanta area. So I think when you did like the, I don't know if you did the last one, the Facebook live stream, mm-hmm. I think that works because I think social media is kind of where everybody goes. Right. Um, the la- I would I would have done it for this last one, but the speaker specifically asked not to be on camera, okay. even though that's what his job is. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Antonius. You're the best. Um, but he, it, and, and Antonius runs uh, Libro Musica. Okay. And he came out and just kind of talked to us about different things, um, different ways that he's trying to help the Atlanta scene, the musicians, because he's just like, there's so many talented people out right. there. But um, yeah, he was, he was a cool speaker. They, the group is really neat. I, I just wanted a place where, and I got inspired by accountability groups in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. So many people have like coaches, they have mentors, they have accountability, they have systems. And I'm like, I know there's got to be people that are out there that are interested in this kind of stuff that want to meet up and talk about this kind of stuff. And like, I wanted to create a place where people can go and have that in a group where we can share music business tips and then we can meet up and right. kind of just talk about what our goals are. Cause I feel like there is a, there's a method to the madness and I feel like we can all be doing what we want to be doing with music. It's just, you know, hunkering down and being like, okay, well I am going to have to do this stuff. You know, I am going to have to do the business stuff and I am going to have to learn this and I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, you know, help to kind of, in, maybe inspire people or, or just at least like be a facilitator of information to where they might want to take off and do something like that because you know it's fun See, that's, I feel like if more people are happy doing what they love it's going to just ripple effect out into the world right and we, I was talking to the, the Greggs they're going to do a like a campfire sing along yeah. kind of thing for songwriters where you write together I'm like why not sign me up I love to write yeah you know and that's the advice that I got was you need to write with other people yeah because if you don't you know it's it's hard like you have so many life choices and experiences that you can relate to yeah and then like where did you get like your inspiration because it's kind of where to me you, you only can do so much and then you need eyes and ears from somebody else yes. to, to figure it out I, I agree it's I, that was one of the things that's been harder for me to like open up not it's not I don't know that it was a, a control thing. It's more of an insecurity. Like, mm-hmm. just feeling like I wasn't... I don't solo that well, <laughs> you know? And so I've always been insecure about jamming with people. But when I do sit down and write, I used to have a band um, years ago. And my friend Chris and I would just sit down and play and write. And it was really nice. And I've, with uh, Jeannie and, and Katie, I, we're looking forward to being able to sit down and write some songs right. together. Cause, and that's just kind of a fun project that's kind of organically coming together. But... And, it's, and that's what you should do. I mean, that's the best thing. I met a guy from Nashville uh, through um, Red Light Cafe. Uh, not Red Light Cafe. 
what is that place called? Yeah, the Red Light Cafe. There's a songwriters group called the Atlanta Songwriters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I started taking my music out and my songs and playing it in front of people. Is that when Will Mitchell was running it? Was, yes, yeah, Will. I love Will. Will. And then he moved, and now Angela know. runs it. I mean, he got a job with NPR, so, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I... Yeah, I wrote. I listened to him, and it was always funny when he played his music. It always, I, I don't know why, but I always thought of Kermit the Frog when he would sing. And then I heard like some, I think it's Bare Naked Ladies, is whose voice reminded me of the lead yeah. singer from Bare Naked Ladies. Totally, he's a huge. Um, oh God, what's that guy's name? I can never. Um, he's a piano player. He was, and Will was helping me try to. I had, I had a, an EP that I had recorded with a friend and never got the vocals finished. So I was trying to go and finish recording it with Will. Oh God, what is that guy's name? He wrote the song for freaking um, Toy Story. You got a friend in me. That one. I can Google it. I can't think I of can't it either. Think of it, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's catching. Um, but yeah, he's a huge fan of that guy. And I, can't, I feel bad for not remembering his name. He's such a great songwriter. But what, that, like, when I realized that, Will just, he, he just blew me away with his his knowledge of, oh, yeah. of music composition, of song composition, like, he's just such a sweet guy. Cause that, he, I think he graduated Berkeley, right, from he, mm-hmm. California, yeah. I think so. So, yeah, I mean, him talked, he was, uh, he's like, oh, you like Sturgill Simpson, because he says, you take this, your sound, because it's nothing's going to come out of me but country, so, you know, I could do a rap, and it's going to come out country. Yeah. So, <laughs> he said, you kind of sound like that. I'm like, well, thanks, you know, yeah. I, I, I just write, I don't, I don't care, I'm not worried about being in front of, like, a, a group of people. But I was saying I met a guy who, uh, Keith Burns, out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a Dreamers in a Round workshop. Ooh. That's what I was telling Greg about. And I met him, and I met Steve Dean, and uh, Karen Staley, and uh, Mark Oliveris. I know I'm probably saying his name wrong. They said called him Ollie because it was hard <laughs> to say his name. But um, it was funny the way we met. We met at the Songwriters Club that Will ran, but it was when Angela was running it. And is she still running? Yeah. Okay. I she, haven't. I haven't been down to that in. Probably since 2012, but I was going kind of regularly for a couple of years. Yeah, it's a, it's different. It's a little different now than the way Will ran it. Yeah, you know, I it's mean, it's I like the way Will ran it. Angela does it kind of her way, mm-hmm. and it's fine. But you know, there's some strong will people, and I'm pretty easy going. But if you piss me off, I'm, I'm you know, I was like, okay, well then I don't need to. I don't forget about it. What's, yeah. what's the big deal? Because you go there, you play a song, and they listen and they tell you, and that's fine. I like that. Yeah, you know, I'm I don't have any problem with critique. Yeah. Because everybody has an opinion. Yeah. You know, so if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Right. Enough people don't like it, then okay, maybe I need to change. Right, right. On it. Yeah, totally. So how did you, you get started playing music? Um, oh, God. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to, hello, sir. Mr. Shaddix <laughs> is making faces at us. Um, I, he, I think he's coming on next. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, he'll. <laughs> That'll be fun. He's, I love his podcast. Um so I started playing music. I, 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 I wanted to be a singer. I remember distinctly like trying to teach myself how to sing as a little kid. <laughs> and um, I remember singing in my parents' bathroom trying to get vibrato. Oh, okay. And then I'd get mad at other little girls on the playground that were singing. I'm like, no, no, that's my job. I'm supposed to be a singer. You know, like, <laughs> just ridiculous. But I always wanted to play um, instruments. And I finally got my first guitar at 16. Okay. And so I've been playing since then. I feel like I'm a pretty good rhythm player. Um, I, I noodle around in solo a little bit. And I love mm-hmm. doing that. I, I've got a looping pedal that I kind of play around with, but I'm really into um, like kind of ambient bluesy, almost psychedelic type of music. And um, I, I don't have any, I've got a few songs up, but I spent, um, it's, 
spent a good majority of my youth being angry and wanting to be a rock star. And then, yeah. you know, I had to go through all those phases and realize, like, okay, it's not going to happen this way. I have to be okay with that. And uh, Did you wear, like, the black and have the black nails? No, and not that. Did you go, that, you go that, golf? Just, like, I just want to rock, you know? Like, I wanted, like, I grew up with a bunch of guys that loved Metallica and they played metal. And then, like, Jewel was really big. It's funny because Ashton, she's like, you sound like Jewel. Like, Has anybody ever said that to you? I was like, my whole life. And which is a huge compliment because she's an incredible singer, but like they'd always be like, "Use your finger," so, and I was like, "I just want to play rock and roll." And then, yeah, so I don't have a rock and roll band. It's called Shady Chichi Golden Child, but I, I just, yeah, there's just so many opportunities to play with music and, and mm. to do different things. And the world that we live in now, it just allows for a lot of artistry to come out in different ways. So yes, I just, you know, I get, I get excited about about playing and. I don't know. Well, let's get a song from you. You can plug in. I got a, any plug you want okay. over there. We'll get some music out of you. Which one? Either one. Whichever one you plug in, I'll, I'll adjust it once it's in. I went to uh, Nashville and did a, uh, a Commodore, played at the Commodore Grill. Really? Nashville, get like one song and done. And it was like freezing outside, so I took one of my bandmates and he had a saxophone. So we're outside warming up, and then by the time we get back inside, everything was out of tune. Yeah. His saxophone was horrible. He says, man, I got to go in the back and tell you, try the best with it again. Yeah. And there's no quiet way to tune a saxophone. Yeah, that and a, and a bagpipe, you know. <laughs> um, I can't, should I play one of the songs I played? No, Anything you want to. Like I said, it's really easy to go. Just give me some vocals and see what you got. I'm going to get you balanced.
Spanish. What was the name of that song? That one's called I Have Feelings. I Have Feelings. You can find that one everywhere. I don't hear Jewel. You don't? I don't. I don't hear Jewel. What I mean, I, I can see the, like the 90s vibe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like it. Lisa Loeb, maybe. Yeah. You the, know. The obvious singer-songwriter thing. Right. Yeah. The, uh, maybe Cheryl Crow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love me some Cheryl Crow. But do you yodel? I hear a yodel in your no, voice. No, I can't yodel. I've um, I probably like I probably could uh-huh. if I was a little bit more trained, and it wasn't as harsh on my vocal cords with you know lifestyle choices. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I probably I probably could if I was a little bit more trained. But yeah, because I've got a Celtic background. Oh, probably. do you? Yeah. Okay. I love Celtic music, and um, in in high school, I, everybody was starting to listen to like hip hop and stuff, and I was like. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna listen to bagpipes. So <laughs> I started like really getting into that because um, my my family's uh, heritage is Irish and Scottish. So okay, yeah. So I kind of sa- started singing like that a little bit. So that might be the the trill that you hear. Or okay. what, I don't even know what it is. It's but. yeah. It's got like these about Alison Krauss earlier talking about because you do the um, yeah. baby. Uh, what's that song called? You just told me I couldn't remember the name. Go of to it. sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, little yeah. baby. And it had baby in the title. That's so all yeah. I could remember. Uh, Allison Krauss has that kind of up and down that you yes. have in your voice. You know, and Allison Krauss is a great singer. I love Allison Krauss. Did you like that album she did with Robert Plant? I haven't heard that Sand? I haven't heard it. <gasps> I know. Jesse, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is so beautiful. Like, they are magical together. I have to I They have to are listen to so it. magical together. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that. But, yeah, thank you. That was very... Very high praise no <laughs> to problem. be compared to the, such vocalists. I yeah. could, I just heard it. I mean, because everybody's like, "Well, I don't want to be compared to this and that." And I get that that people kind of get offended. Well, no, I'm me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, if some, like, I have no control. We're, we're artists. Once we sing, once we give our art out, it's, it's not ours anymore, really. It's you know, you never know who's gonna like what. So, right. and if somebody, if somebody loves Jewel and they tell me they love Jewel and I sound like her, I'm like, thank you. You right. know. Cause she, I like she, from an artist perspective, she's incredible. Like, but this, she's just not my style. Mm-hmm. Like that's all. Probably would have been an early hipster. <laughs> so they don't dress like that. But uh, you know, it's kind of like I was just a little bit too snotty about music when I was younger, and, yeah. and closed myself off to a lot of amazing music. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of been able to pull my head out of my butt. And, now, see, I listened when I was younger. I, I loved Michael Jackson. I would dance when oh, I was because yeah. I wouldn't, I couldn't sing, so I would dance. And then uh, I grew into like uh, rap. Yeah. I think every boy does at one point or another. Yeah. And then I, I went to like the Eagles. I grew up on the Eagles, listening to the Eagles, uh, and then Bad Company. Yeah. Like Bad Company, ZZ Top. I love ZZ Top. Uh, not uh, Jimi Hendrix. I like, but I like Lenny Kravitz better. I know kind of Lenny Kravitz yes. is like the sub Jimi Hendrix, but. Well, Actually, I, I I've always just thought about him as a, like he's Lenny. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs is that um, life is just a lonely highway. Oh, I love, love that. that. Have you seen the circus album that he has? Um, that song may even be on it. It's a I circus. Know, I, well, I, I like see. I, is there something like visual to go with it? Or well, the name of cir- is Circus. Is, is the album the Lenny Kravitz Circus? It's hard to find. It's one of those ones that are hard to find, but. When I, like, I'm like you, I like different kinds of music, yeah. so I can't listen to, like, one person for, like, 30, 40 minutes, so yeah. I like, that's why I love the iPod, the invention of the iPod, mm-hmm. uh, but I could listen to that. That was one tape that I could put in and listen to over and over, over and that's over. That's the one that had, like, um, Let Love Roll on it and stuff. 
Uh, it had. Um, I thought the, the Lonely Highway was on there, but it. Am made, I? Uh, I don't what? know. I'm like I for that one. That was that. I remember it coming out, and it is before we we have the ability to go and be like, I like this song. Let me look it up online. Mm-hmm. Like these kids, they don't know. It's it, got a. I know one song is "Don't Go Put a Bullet in Your Head" is the name of the song. Oh, I don't it's think like, I've heard Don't that. go and put a bullet in your head. Oh, I've heard it. It's a good song. It's I on that album. album up. Oh, it is awesome. I don't. I don't I think. I, I don't guess I've heard it. It's good. Early Lenny, huh? You know, it was after Are You Gonna, um, after his big hit, his first one. Yes, it was after that one. It was like a second album after that. Oh, so. That song just rocks so much. Yes. I, love, I hear it now and it's like, mm, Turn it know? up, right? Like, Let's do this, Lenny. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love rock. Like, I, I, I love my band. And we um, we don't get to do a whole lot of playing out and everything. Uh, we're called Chattahoochee Golden Child. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, my guys have, they all full-time gigs and they're pretty committed to that. Plus, I have two single dads in my band. Oh. So, <laughs> they're, uh, they get pretty... They get pretty occupied with um, keeping up with their stuff, so we haven't played out actually at all this year. But it's just it's magical to play with them because it's just a nice rock and roll outfit, you know. We all vibe together, and I got my my blue sky striving pedal. I'm in love with it. It just like it sounds great with this acoustic band. We plug that puppy in to my Fender Tally. Oh, it's magical. Love it. I'm, mm. It's it's just so dreamy. I don't I love I don't. I've got a uh, Ibanez Iceman electric guitar. Oh yeah. That's the one I have, and I and I'm like you. I play more rhythm than I can play lead. But that's because when you're writing, you can't do anything but rhythm. Right. You know, unless you have a band that can find somebody that can play your song's rhythm. Yeah. Then it's like okay, now I can play around. Like I just found my band. I just got a drummer. So now there's me. There's Alan who sings. He's got the R&B voice. Uh, if you haven't heard it, check that. Yes, ma'am. He does Tennessee. He did Tennessee Whiskey, and they did one of my songs. Um, and then we did. Um, I've got a drummer, and my ba- my bassist can play saxophone too. So, we, but we put it in my music. I love saxophone. You know, I I throw I throw my own stage to him. I love saxophone. That's I just, so I can't awesome. Help it. So I, we turned the songs like into jazz country, and the way he sings, it's R and B style. And so I'm playing the songs and I'm listening to him sing it, and I can't sing my songs anymore because the way he did it, he had it. We had to change it to fit him a little bit, mm-hmm. so I forget the words because I'm playing it this way. It's like, oh, it's great, and it's like I can't sing that way. When I sing, I'm loud, I'm growly, I'm like Chris Stapleton. Thank God I can do that kind of loud stuff. Love that. Um, I'm not as good as Stapleton by no means, but that's that's my style is is loud and you know growly Hank yeah, Jr. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's it's great. You gotta listen to it. I it's will. His style. I love. I will definitely do that. I like. I like a night. Nice, like I've always been, like in that late nineties, you know, when like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were. <laughs> it was like that. Like that was what we had to listen to in, at the end of my high school career. It was like Corn and Lip Biscuit and all that. Like and Christina Aguilera and I'm like and and these, these girls are like oh my god Justin Timberlake and, and like but they sound like little boys. They they like sound like they're twelve. Like I. Oh, I want to. I want to hear like a Scott Weiland, you know, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, Chris like, Cornell. Yeah. <gasps> I heard Cornell. him sing some covers. I didn't even know he did covers because I mean I oh just know him from Soundgarden. And then did he do Audio Slave? Was that his band? Yeah, or was Audio, Velvet Slave. Revolver? Audio Slave. Um, and then I heard him do the cover for uh, Nothing Compares to You. Yes. And then I think it was Lenny that told me to look up when he did um, I Will Always Love You, and I heard him do that, and I'm like. That is really good. He, yeah, he did. I think he did a whole tour. It was just like him acoustic mm-hmm. doing covers. Yeah, I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan, and I have been um, 
since Soundgarden. I loved Soundgarden when they came out. I loved them in high school. I loved Temple of the Dog. I still listen yes. to Temple of the Dog. I still listen to Soundgarden. <laughs> I still listen to Chris Cornell's solo albums. I love them. Like, and if you listen to his new, his last one that he released, I feel like it was really for his kids, for his family, because mm-hmm. it's uh, it was like hyper produced in my opinion. Um, it's be- some beautiful songs, but like just the songs, and when you listen to the content of it, it's just like, uh, is this foreshadowing? Like oh. that he's feeling this way, you know? Like I, I lost my best friend to suicide when I was 21. So when when we lost Chris Cornell, he was like one of my heroes, and for him, losing like that was just that really hit me hard. Yeah, it still makes me upset. I'm one of those people. Like I had I had one of my students singing "The Wind." by Cat Stevens to me a couple days ago out of nowhere she's like we're talking about woodwind instruments and she's like you know the wind and I was like what and she's like you know the wind by Cat Stevens and I was like yeah Lily Mac I know this song and she was like she's like it's my favorite song I listen to it every night so I like queued it up on my iTunes music real quick and I played it and she sang the whole thing and I was just like oh my god that was so cute you know I was just like I can't turn the tears off I cry at Publix commercials I'm just one of those people but yeah I guess that's why I write a lot of music. Write a lot of music. Can access those emotionals really easily. Right, and I write when I write songs like they're sad. My wife's like, "What's wrong with you?" You're like, "There's nothing wrong with me. It's just what's in my head right yeah. now." And then like, "What's about me?" I'm like, "Of course it's not about you." I mean, come on. If it's about you, I would tell you it's about you. I wouldn't let you hear it probably. Yeah. <laughs> my husband's like he's like so just chill about that kind of stuff. He doesn't. I'm like, baby, write a song for me. And he's he's like his. He listens to very different music that I do. We kind of connect on like rock and stuff like mm-hmm. that. A little bit of singer songwriter stuff, but he's mainly he's a hip hop guy. Like he is from New York and he loves his hip hop and he's educated me a lot. And like I'm a huge Run the Jewels fan. Okay. Huge Killer Mike fan. Love Killer Mike. <laughs> like oh my god yes. And Outkast obviously like because you know we're from Atlanta. So oh yeah. They are amazing. I just I I love them. But yeah. I love I love all kinds of music and I love being from Atlanta because we have so many amazing styles of music and so many amazing musicians. Like I just I just feel like we're in a really interesting and very yes. profound time as a musician, like for us. And even here, I mean, um, you you're from like the Atlanta side of town, right? You said mm-hmm. Atlanta. Well, I live in Marietta. Marietta. Yeah. So I mean, even here in Cherokee County, Woodstock and Canton, here the listening room, I mean, it's great. What the heck? Like I lived in I lived off a of trip road in Woodstock. Okay. And I was uh, let's see, that was about 10, 15 years ago. Time kind of gets. I was taking care of my dad at that time. He had early onset dementia, so dates and things get really weird. But um, there was, like, nothing up here but the restaurant and the trailer car, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just a couple little shops in Woodstock. Yep. And nothing in Canton. No. Nothing up here. Like, it's just bonkers. And people people are like, I can't wait to get out of Canton. And now <laughs> everyone's like, let's move to Canton. Yeah. The house prices, yes. crazy. When I we moved up here, I was, like, seven. So we moved up here, and 575 had stopped right there at exit 20. It was a dirt pile. Yeah. They hadn't connected 515 yet. So that's how long I've been yeah. in this town. My parents grew up on the south side of town and went to Headland High School and Briarwood High School. And they used to drive up to Roswell for track meets. And they yeah. fell in love with Roswell and they wanted to move up there. And they said, like, once you get to, like, um, Highway 9 and uh, Holcomb Bridge, mm-hmm. that it was a dirt road. It, or not, it was like, it went, no, it wasn't four lanes like it was. And now it's still four lanes, but it, I think it was only two lanes. But... 
just to hear them talk about it and oh, yeah. how Roswell is. It's just so different. Yes, so I, different. I try to stay here. I do a lot of work like up north in the Daresville, Calhoun. Oh, nice. I'd, I'd rather do that side of town. It's easier. No traffic, no people. Listen, I've been teaching preschool music in Buckhead going on, <laughs> going on ten, almost 10 years now, and uh, the traffic has gotten absurd. Mm-hmm. With the Peach Pass Lane, though, big there thumbs you. up because <laughs> that helps my commute big time. But, yeah, just there's so many more people here. Oh, yeah. So many more people. It's insane. But, you know, it is what it is. You know. More people listen to your music. Right? Thank y'all. <laughs> That's, yes, positive outlook on life. Boom. All right. Well, you want to do another song for us? Uh, sure. Let me see here. Um, let me sing a song about my dad. Like I said, I last time to early onset dementia. He is, um, he's the, definitely a big, huge musical influence for me. He was all, and he was always there, like, supportive mm. and stuff. So he would have been here tonight along with Carrie he'd probably be like taking pictures with Carrie because he's a fantastic photographer so uh, how old was he how old was he mm-hmm. um I think he was 62 when he passed 62 yeah. my uh, grandmother died from Alzheimer's I'm sorry and uh, my dad actually was killed on his motorcycle at 54 years old oh I'm so, so sorry I mean, Jesse oh, it's been a long time yeah so but, but I know the dementia stuff's got it's hard to watch him go through that kind of oh, stuff man. yeah I was his primary caregiver my um my parents split up when I was 12 and I have three other siblings, and you know it's just one of those things. There, I was able to step up mm-hmm. and, and do that, and I kind of always knew that it was going to be me. And my dad, we'd always we'd talked about if anything happened to him, um, but he just like he was he was presenting symptoms for a long time, and we didn't realize it, and we didn't have the resources to really care for him. But right. that's another thing too around Atlanta that has become remarkably strong is the Alzheimer's and dementia community. There's a lot of resources for people if they need help. There's um, the Leanna and Kitchen Foundation. They're based out of Marietta. Mm-hmm. There's also um, Amy's Place and Caring Together and Hope. Caring Together and Hope is an organization based out of Roswell. Amy's Place is also in Roswell. It's the first Alzheimer's cafe in the United States. So people can come and bring their loved ones to hang out, do activities. Um, they are heavily influenced by whiskey around here. <laughs> Making faces. <laughs> um, getting Greg just made a face at me through the window but um yeah they were doing that to him too as he was talking (laughs) (laughs) but anyway yeah so if anybody's listening and you're an Atlanta resident and you need some help with respite care if you need somewhere to take your loved one and not feel awkward because it can be really difficult to get your loved ones out if you need Mm -hmm. support as a caregiver call up um, Pam and Jean Von on at um, caring together and hope you can also google Amy's place and um, the Atlanta and Kitchen Foundation, and then Alzheimer's Music Fest. Ben Singaro is a—he's just amazing. The things that he's doing around town and the awareness that he's bringing. So, those are the things I'm like super, super excited about, and I love—I love to be able to, you know, point people in the direction if they need help. And that's that. good because it's a lot of people don't don't know that. I mean, no. My wife's in the military, so as VA stuff pops up, mm. and I tell her, so people don't understand. I mean, if you know something, tell them. Yeah. You know, and I believe. And karma. So I mean, you're you're sitting here doing all this nice stuff for other other people, and it come back to you. Well, only. I mean, it's just when when Dad got it, just there wasn't a lot of resources. I didn't know where to go, and I just like got so depressed. I was like, I, I had to go to therapy. <laughs> I got hit by a drunk driver, and then wow. my dad's showing up at my house. I have PTSD. I was just it was a it was my twenties sucked. I'm not gonna lie, my twenties sucked, but. No, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. That's right. Because yeah. my, so my dad died. My wife left me. Uh, I had back surgery. 
she had back surgery and she left the way it, way it happened. And this is because I was actually there when he was hit on his motorcycle. No. So I was, she had driven me to, um, back from the hospital, I had an epidural shot. And he was, got hit and she's in the bank and I'm looking up there and I'm like, that looks like my dad's motorcycle. Shut so up. I went up there and he was, I was there before the ambulance was there. I was in holding his helmet while they were working on him. Jesse. So it's, it's, you talk about everything that happens to people mm-hmm. and it's just, you want them to want to get help. Man, so, and I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry to depress everybody. No, yeah, here. no, I mean, but that's like, y'all, this is life. Like, it's character. Life, death is a part of it, and uh, illness is a part of it, and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. You know what got me? Th- I didn't go to therapy because I'm, I'm a big thing is like, you know, I was just, I'm stubborn. But <laughs> what, had, what had happened is my son, my oldest son is 22, his name is Wyatt. He graduates from Georgia Southern in May. Uh, so he's 22 years old, and then he he was telling me a joke, and he and I laughed. And he says, "Daddy, I haven't seen you laugh in a long time." And I realized right then that I'd been depressed because, like I said, he died, she left. I had back surgery that was bad that they screwed up my back, and I had a I had a nerve cut in my leg, so I couldn't feel my leg for two Are months. Are you kidding? No, I, could, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk too much. I was, but I had to take care of him. So I got up the next day, walked, and I ended up breaking my toe because I couldn't feel my leg. <laughs> but when he said, Daddy, you hadn't laughed, you know, that, that changed me. Because there's other people, whether you know it or not, that you affect people one way or another. And these kids that are, you are playing for and teaching them, I guarantee you, you are making an impression. Dude, them. they're great. They're the best. They, that's another thing. Like, I could not have gotten through losing my dad. I, like, my relationship fell apart, too, with the guy that helped me take care of my dad. Mm-hmm. We've been together for eight years. So it was like I had to, like, transition into this whole new world of, like, who am I? What am I doing? I don't have a boyfriend anymore who helped me get through all of this. We just, you know, it just wasn't working anymore. And I don't have my dad and I'm not a caregiver. And I don't like, I had to, it took a, it took a couple years for me to like, really get out of that hole. Cause yeah. it's just, it's just so tough that it gives you a lot of material. To yes, it does. <laughs> so whenever you get a sad song, like it's not about you, it's yeah. about life. Leave me alone. Yeah. No, my, my husband luckily is not, um, he's not, insecure about that kind of stuff or he doesn't like it he, he doesn't really even ask questions <laughs> which is fine with me I'm like alright like maybe I read this song about you he's like okay I like it yeah my wife's saying I'm tired of hearing that song play another one you yeah know. oh yeah that's why he's not here I mean I love my husband to a million pieces but he's like he doesn't come to my shows hardly ever because mm-hmm. he hears them all the, the he time. hears the songs he knows them it's like he'll he'll re um He'll redo them at home. He'll sing them around the house and sing them to the dogs and do silly versions of my own music. So that's always fun. But he's he's amazing. I'm I'm very blessed to have my my hubby. It's nice to have somebody that can balance out. Yes. You know. So. And you need it. My wife is military. She's a drill sergeant. So uh, that's her. She's reserves, but she's a drill sergeant. And she's like an E7. And uh, she comes home from annual training all the time. And she's like Jesse. I'm like whoa. I'm not your soldier. Chill out, woman. Go do whatever you got to do. Calm down. Calm down. Well, thank you for her service. Yes. That's incredible. She's <laughs> She loves it. She's uh, been 23 years. Woo. Girl, get it. That's that's so awesome. My um, my ex that I was with to help me take care of my dad, he had two kids. He's mm-hmm. 10 years older than me. So my would have been stepdaughter, Casey, is um, military police. Really? In the Marines. No. Okay. Woo. The little girl, when she when she was when I met her, she was wearing camo. Like she come over to, to Justin's house, and 
like her mom wanted her to wear girl clothes mm-hmm. and I was like whatever just wear what you want you know right and she put on her camo and she put on her spider-man shirt and she just wanted to be spider-man so you know <laughs> she's grown up to be this amazing woman who can go and literally negotiate with terrorists like that's her job wow this little girl that used to be scared of thunderstorms and would like look up at me with these big old eyes with big old tears in them sometimes because she's afraid of thunderstorms which is like oh my god i love kids they're the best they just they make everything they just like give you a breath of life mm-hmm. you know just the way that their brain works and yeah when the kids get it when they get the music stuff too i just like it just <clears throat> it's the best i can never stop teaching and you should. I, I can see the passion coming from you. I mean, nobody else can see it. They can hear it. But I can, <laughs> I can see it. You, if you guys get, you can't see her, but she's over shaking her hand, and she's like oh. pumping her fist, and she's excited. Dude, these kids, they're on another level. Like, they understand so much more than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And I am not really formally trained in what I do. I've just kind of been shooting from the hip. If kids can, my kids can sing the do re mi. They understand the notes of, the, the, the values of, like, quarter notes and whole notes and rests. And, you know, they're... They're really incredibly intelligent and so smart and so loving and empathetic and they just they challenge me and they make me a better person and I'm just makes me a better songwriter and performer because I like you know you're like come on you're managing like a, a room full of four year olds it's not that different than a room full of drunks <laughs> I mean no offense it's to people that like to get a little tipsy when they yeah, hang you're out you're 100 right but you know you just you just gotta roll with it. They just can't hurt you as much as the drunks can, so they accept it. Yeah. <laughs> they will get you sick, though. Oh. My sweet little Petri dishes of doom. <laughs> I've never been more sick in my life as this last year. Yeah, that's the big downfall for me. It's like, it just seriously affects my health. Like, mm. seriously, but that's okay. It's worth it. Yeah. Go ahead and play your song there. We're, yeah, get, sorry, we're getting yeah. sidetracked on everything. Sorry. We did. Just a little bit. Sorry about that. So this song is called I Miss You. Um, this is one I wrote for my dad, and I do not have a recording of this one, so... You will, will after today. <laughs> Yay! All right.
nice. He, he is me as my buddy. He's my best friend. He's, he's good, 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 good people. See, I've raised nothing but boys, and now I've got a girl, and it's, I, can, I, I know that father-daughter thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. She got mad at me the other day. I felt so horrible. Yeah? How old like, is she? She's nine. No. I've got nine-year-old twins, oh, boy and girl. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So prepare yourself for the, the, the hormones. They are coming. Yeah, they already have. And I told her, I've got a rule in my house, only one crazy lady at a time. <laughs> so if your mama's griping, you can't gripe. And their mom's German, too, so she's always got that little oh, German. My husband's German. His really. half German. Where is your wife from? Um, south of Frankfurt. I can't remember the uh, name of the city she, she told oh. me, but I don't remember. I know. My, my, so my husband's mom is from Warthon Rhyme. Um, very small. Mercedes is there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what I'm doing right now is Googling it. because I can't ever remember what the I think it's near Munich, but he. That sounds, maybe because we went to Germany. So I don't, I don't remember. I just know it's, I know it's like south of Frankfurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's the cutest, cutest little girl um, that I follow on Instagram, and she is, she lives in Stuttgart mm-hmm. in Germany, and she is like, she loves rock. Dude, she's so great. I just, and she is the cutest little thing. So, oh yeah, the Rhine, is, it's near like Munster and all that stuff, but kind of, this is more on the north side, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah, we went to see her old ma, uh, the kids who were little bitty. Really? Yeah, so, I mean, we got there, and there's no, they don't leave an air conditioner, apparently, in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. So all the windows open. It's June. It's hot. Ooh. And her, ma, her old ma was blind, so she couldn't really see. So she had all the stuff on the floor. We had to keep the kids up. Oh, so wow. we ended up taking a train to go to Paris, too, just while we were there. Why not? You know, when else yeah. are we going to be close enough to see Paris? And Paris, I was telling Greg, he was, uh, he'd been, he was, like, stationed in Paris for a while. Yeah. And I said, that Paris is not what you think it is. We get off the train station. It's so nasty. There are people pissing on the walls. Yeah. There's just drugs everywhere. I mean, it's nothing like you see in the movies. Not like the romantical. No. No, I mean, that's not, that would be the appeal for me. I went to Rome in high school. Mm-hmm. I went for, I went, my choir was really, really great. And we got to go and actually sing in St. Peter's Basilica during Mass one time. Okay. Um, and it was just amazing to be able to go and have that experience. But Rome was filthy. Mm-hmm. It was so dirty. And it was like the same thing. And then you get off the train and you go and you, you paint a hole. <laughs> like, okay. This is new. And I'm like 16 years old. So I'm like, oh, I'm so homesick. Oh, my God. Can we go to McDonald's even though I never eat it at home? Let's just go to McDonald's. I need a taste of home. <laughs> but, you know. We did that too in Paris. I think it was like we stayed like the Holiday Inn right there by the train station because nice. we knew that trying to get the kids locked up and loaded, we were it was going to be hard to get them in. Man, taking the kids. Ooh, that's a ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ten hour is. flight to Germany, but they were actually really good. They were didn't they? they didn't cry. They let them sit in our laps uh, on the way back. They gave us one of those uh, uh, seats right by the wall where they have I guess a little thing for a bassinet to screw into. I never noticed it because wow. I never took a kid that far. I wouldn't fly. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. So <laughs> my wife said, "Well, we got to take him some see because." Her mom died a couple of years ago, Aww. but she did get to see the kids. And I met her all my she was a funny lady. That's cool. That whole that whole place there is just funny. Yeah, my 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 husband's mother was very um, introverted. She passed away a couple of years ago. She had a lot of health problems. Um, his dad actually just got remarried a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, so we're super happy for him and his new wife Chris. Congratulations, y'all. We love you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she was just very. She's just one of those reserved, not super like. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She's just very introverted, very quiet lady. And but her apparently her family was very artistic. My 
husband is the biggest goofball. Like, he looks like he should be running around on one of the, the um, German soccer teams. He just looks like those dudes. He's like this real tall guy with deep set eyes. <laughs> he's pretty dreamy, in my opinion. But, um, yes, it's been very, very educational as far as, you know, learning about Germany because mm. he's, he's very into his German culture, you know. Yep. Mostly through football, like, okay. you know, European football. I teach my wife, she goes, I said, you like David Hasselhoff, don't you? You're like a big David Hasselhoff fan. I said, because she starts about my music and doesn't like it. Like, what do you know? You listen to the Hoff. Did so leave me alone. Did she seriously listen to him? She, oh, yes. She loved one of his songs. Wow. She, I would tease her. Um, what's it called? Don't go. I can't remember the name of it now, but I, I tease her all the time. She loved uh, Hasselhoff. So have you ever covered one for her just for fun? God, no. <laughs> not, not for David Hasselhoff. You should do that for, like, for her anniversary, for your anniversary or something. Just treat her. Yeah, She'd I'd probably just be like blown away. I did because we got married um, eleven years ago, I guess. Yeah, about eleven years ago, um, I wrote her a song for the wedding, Aww. and so what we did is I had the guitar sitting there, and we got I had a family friend marry us and had my son bring me my guitar, and I played the song live, where she didn't even know I wrote it, um, and it's funny because she actually helped me write the melody. She didn't realize what I was doing Aww. at the time, but I ended up playing it for her there, and then I had it record I had it recorded too, so we played it at the reception as Aww. well too. Great. So that, that's that's about as romantic as I got. Yeah, that's yeah. That sounds about, that sounds a lot like my husband. Yeah, I have to, he's because he's he just doesn't. He wasn't brought up in a family where nope. they like talked about like I was in a boo boo I love you like I don't my dad nonstop tell me that he loved me mm-hmm. like nonstop. So that's the kind of person I am. I'm like I love you, give me a hug. I love mm-hmm. you, love you. And I tell my kids that I love you. It's like the parents thankfully aren't weirded out <laughs> when I'm like I love your kid. They're used they're actually really cool. Um, parents are but um, yeah music's the best all right land tell everybody where they can find you at well you may find me on the social media interwebs um i, I have a a website it's leanne hutchison it's l-i-a-n-n-e-h-u-t-c-h-e-s-o-n dot com if you can get that if not that's okay um you can google l-i-a-n-n-e and either leanne hutchison will come up eventually or leanne lahavis Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to figure out who's who pretty easily. Um, she's a lot better than I am. <laughs> we'll just say that. She's way better. Um, and I'm a newbie. She's an experienced musician. So um, I am on Instagram under Leanne Hutchison. I'm on Facebook under Leanne Hutchison. I'm also on TikTok. That's kind of a new. I don't I've know if you're familiar. Uh-uh. TikTok seems to be the new Vine. And it's just a place to be really silly. Okay. So I'm kind of a silly person, so it's kind of fun. And I posted some videos of, like, dolphins. and Okay. I, I got had a dolphin experience a couple weeks ago when I went to Florida, so it was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, just basically on Instagram, leannhutchison.com, um, Facebook, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, uh, on my song, I Have Feelings, that I played is available everywhere. I have another one, sad song about my dog that died. It's called Spirit. <laughs> Um, and then I have a kid's song called Hello, Hello. So if you have a child that's under the age of five, they'll probably dig my song called Hello, Hello. Okay. Yeah, silly stuff. But yeah, I'm working on putting out a, um, an EP. I was shooting for the end of May, but it's probably more like the end of summer. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll be posting stuff up. I'm very active on my Instagram and uh, my social media, so... I just like to have fun and entertain people. I'm learning social media. I'm a little too old for it. I can't figure it out. I let I, my son try to do it. I, I, I kind of understand it, but not enough that it works for me. <laughs> it's like you got to just pick one and start with one, I think. Because mm. it's so overwhelming. There's so many different mediums. I mean, 
my thing is with Facebook, it's there's two billion users. Mm. There's got to be somebody out there that's gonna like my music, so I'm gonna find them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody. It's funny you talk about that. I had uh, we put that Tennessee whiskey and um, my song "The Wolves" on there. Yeah. And then uh, they like you know get all these happy. He's like, "Oh, great job!" And then you get one like one little mad face. I'm like, "What the hell are you making a mad face for?" And then they had another guy. I was like, oh, well, Tennessee Whiskey is George Jones. I was like, yeah, he did it. But David Allen Cole did it before him. So don't be giving me, you know, shit about that stuff when. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I get a lot of men correcting me on how I do things when I'm playing <laughs> online and on social media. Oh, I'm on YouTube, too. Occasionally I'll have, like, somebody be like, if you use a strap when you're sitting down and playing the guitar, I'm like, I go and look at their profile, see if they're a musician, just be like. Thank you for that unsolicited advice. Right. But, okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? What are you yeah. Do? I don't yeah, my wife says, don't respond. Yeah. Like, the redneck in me comes out. It's like, you're pissing me off. Like, because a guy, if he's going to tell me something, be right about it. Yeah, t- yeah, George Jones did it. But so did David on the yeah. before. Get, get your facts right before right. you try to get on me. Seriously. If you're going to be a troll, be an educated troll. Yeah. You know, come on. So I'm learning about that. I'm, i got to just tune him out. Yeah. Because I'll get, I get pissed off. And then I'm like, all right, you're gonna, we're going to talk. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's something else trying to figure it out. But you, I think that you are doing something really smart as far as um, having the podcast and everything. From what I've been learning, having a long, long form content mm-hmm. and taking like little snippets of that and putting it out. That's like that's that's what you need right there. Yeah. Because you got it done. You can do it once a week. You can do it every couple of weeks. You can do it once a month, and then you can just slice that stuff up and boom. Well, thank you. Put yeah. it out there on your thing. So you're you're already you're catching the wave. Trying you didn't even to. Know it, man. I know, right? You got this. David actually told me it was funny because I'm gonna talk to Greg here in a few minutes. Um, he did when I started this podcast. It was called the Music Scene, but it was spelled S E E N. So you got to be heard. You got to be seen. Yeah. You know, that's, that was my idea. And I started talking to David, and he said, "Yeah, we'll help you do sponsors stuff like that." But uh, you want to change the name, you maybe do like something Georgia's, you know, because Georgia music songwriters. Yeah, localize it. So I was like, all right, well, let's do the Georgia Blue. I was like, the Georgia Bluebird. And it's like, no, nah. I said, I'm going to get called from Nashville if I do that. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah. So I said, all right, I'll do the Georgia Songbirds. And then I got it posted, I got the name put up, and I put everything into like a, uh, like a four, I got like backlogged four people so that I wouldn't be behind. Oh, nice. And then uh, Greg came out with the Mockingbird. And I was telling Greg, it's funny because he had the same guest that I have lined up. No. <laughs> I'm like, Greg, every step you're here, I'm like two steps behind you. <laughs> Guess what? I'm, uh, I'm doing a podcast with him, but yep. I'm doing it with you first. There you go. So, and, and we're going to talk, I think we're going to talk more about the accountability group and my yeah. teaching stuff anyway. And I think he does his and then releases like the next week. Like, so yeah. I put all mine catalog, so I get them and I, I'll go here and I'll edit stuff out and then I'll, I'll push it out. So we'll get you out. And I'll That's let you know method. before it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. I like editing stuff like that too. It's just fun for me. Yeah, I like. I, I actually gotten. I love recording. I love editing and doing all that stuff. I don't get to do it enough, but like the video editing. Oh man, I love doing that. Oh stuff. yeah, I did that in school. That was a project. Oh, yeah. We had video editing, and I did a. Um, I took a ZZ Top song, yeah. uh, TV dinners, and I used to work at a restaurant, and I blended it together, and I made a little video out of it through That's there. Awesome. It was great. I wish I took the tape, but I left it at school, and now it's gone. So. Oh, well, you snooze, you lose. It's gone. Well, at least you know how to do it now, right? Yes. Well, Leanna, get your stuff uh, when you got more songs and stuff come out. Let me know. I I'd love to have you on again. Like I say, here they put me on a little weird time thing. I right. want to get everybody in. Like Greg talks for like two hours. I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, but 
we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And we can still go. I can still talk. Yeah, for I'm, a, I'm a chatterbox. You give me some espresso and I will not shut up. So <laughs> you can ask my friend Chris Turp about that. Oh, do you, you have Carl Fasano coming on? Is that? I do. I'm actually going to record him tomorrow. Yay. Carl is the best. I adore him. I grew up with him. Okay. So we're both from Roswell. And uh, he is just, he's the sweetest guy. He is so talented. And he is as authentic as they come like the carl that you have right that you meet and you hang out mm-hmm. with and you talk like he he is that person all the time and he's been that guy since i met him in high school oh good then i'll tell i'll give him a shout out when he, i'm there yeah, like, t- he is he is phenomenal he was actually because i was going to do the podcast outside i wanted to do one outside yeah. at my gazebo and we had it set up for tomorrow but it's supposed to rain is it uh-huh. yeah so david lets me use his music center to do podcasts Perfect. i did one with a band rusted soul I don't know if you listen to any yeah, podcast. Yeah. I did their podcast there. I mean, I had five of them around the table. That was hard to do a podcast with that many people in a band. And I'm like, I got all these mics, and some of them are dying. I'm doing this one. It sounds weird because it's not inside of a, a room like this. It's yeah. open area. But he's going to come there and meet. And I told uh, I told Greg, I said, you know what? Let's do the podcast. When we do it, I'm going to do his Mockingbird, and he's going to do the Georgia Songbirds. And we're going to do them at the same time. And we're going to cross-record. We're going to try it, and then we're going to do it at the gazebo because he's big on ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have a family graveyard right beside the gazebo. Dude, that's so cool. I was telling Greg about um, there's a lady named Shannon Byers. Her and her husband, David, They she's the paranormal genealogist mm-hmm. on Instagram, and her and her husband are ghost hunters, and I met them at an Alzheimer's Music Fest a couple of years because they were sweet enough to sponsor um, part of the fest for us, and they do that and they like she writes books they're so cool that stuff is really like it's so fascinating to me nice. it's so cool it creeps me out a little bit <laughs> i've had like not i haven't had a full-on ghost experience i don't think but i definitely believe there's something to it well i have i, I told great i went ghost hunting at the uh, waverly hills sanitarium in louisville Ooh. where they had the tb the big tb hospital uh, and we're doing it, me and Jordan, another friend of mine, Shane, we're going through there. You do like an eight-hour tour. You get there like at night, and you stay three, four o'clock in the morning. So we're in there, and we're asking questions, you know, like, they, oh, is somebody here, blah, blah, blah. And then nobody answers. So we leave the room, and as soon as we walk out, the door slams right behind us. And we're like, whoa. And then we talk to the people that owned it, and it's like, yeah, there's all kinds of stories. They had people that got kids that would come in here and tag it, and they did one day, and they heard them screaming and crying. Because they got locked in. Something yeah. locked them in and wouldn't let them out. So they never came back. Oh, I, yeah. No way, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I think the only thing I can think of right now, the closest I came was, like, my mom was traveling when I was in high school. And I was at her house. And I was, like, sleeping in her bed. And I turned off all... And I was home by myself. Um, my other siblings were staying with my dad. And I, scr- like, heard, like, scratching. You know how they put sounds when you scratch across the carpet? Mm-hmm. Like, I heard that right outside. Like, the bed is right here. And... The door was literally about four feet away, so like right outside of the door, I could hear this. Just like felt like somebody's sounded like somebody's feet were just going across the carpet, and it scared the bejesus out of me. I called my dad. I was like, "Dad, please come get me, please come get me." And he, he came over and got me, and it was wonderful. I did have a near death experience when I got hit by the drunk driver, but that's the only other kind of weird thing that's ever. I whited out, and I like, but my eyes were open, and I knew it, and I felt all the moisture and the granules of the. Uh, what are those things called? The airbag. Okay. So I felt, but I was like, I knew my eyes were open, and all I saw was white. Really? All I saw was white, and I could, like, barely feel, feel my body. And then I started, like, reached my hand up and was like, well, what's going on here? And then I saw the other vehicle, and the guy is, like, over like this. And 
like taking stock of my body. I was like, okay, uh, all right. You have a broken arm, all right. Their vehicle is smoking, let's go. Get them, we need to get them. Push the door open, this dude pulls up in a truck and he's like, are you okay? It's like, glad you're here. And he fell to the ground. It's like, wow. somebody else can take over now. And yeah, so that was, that was an experience. Held the guy's hand that hit me on the way to the hospital. And uh, I haven't written a song about that yet, but maybe that'll come. There you go, next song. Yeah, I don't know. But I really appreciate you letting me chatter. No problem. I enjoyed the interview. Like I said, when you get the uh, get your other music up, uh, let us know. We'll do a longer one. Let you push whatever you have. Thank you. I appreciate it no so problem. much. I do have a show coming up on the 30th of May at um, Suburban Tap in East Cobb with Jeannie, Karen, and Katie Martin as the Georgia Succulent. So okay. that's nice. going to be an awesome show. The 30th of May. I'll try to remember to do that and get this pushed out for you before yeah. so that you can let everybody know. Yeah, that'd be great. Because yeah. uh, there's doing the festival. David does the art festival in May, too. I'm doing it with Yes, Ma'am. Oh, cool. So May 5th. Yes. I need to get up there. Yep. Right. See you guys. All right, well, thank you, Leanne. That was fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Darling, you know that it's true That I've got these feelings for you, baby My baby I don't know 
darling. Darling.